everybody. This is Bill Cameron from The Drive. Podcasts of The Drive are presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, now hiring for great-paying skilled trade positions. Call 334-209-6355 to learn more. Thanks for listening. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Thursday edition of The Drive. Hope everybody doing well trying to stay as cool as possible and that is that that takes a little effort uh, if you're if you're outside for any length of time well oh, I'm sorry I am sorry it, it, it is it's pretty close to brutal the I, I, I love it it used to be the heat index and now people just call it the feels like well, let, let's get really technical. Or, or actually, that's the very simple version because it feels like about 110 outside. What is is that your official guess for the uh, 109? For, for the feels like my official guess. You're going to go 109 on the feels uh-huh. like. We uh-huh. are checking, and it is 106. Oh, allegedly, it's cooled at the off, moment. man. It's cooled off. But a heat advisory in effect, and and you know what? It's going to be in effect until uh, let's say Halloween. Right, let's just that's, let's just play it safe. Yeah. Let's just play it safe. It's a heat advisory in effect. Be careful, and it's gonna be it's gonna Why be real just hot. Call for... Halloween. Oh, good question. Yeah, I don't know. I, that that's a. Uh, I, I think it, it. Well, it starts from it starts from the All Hallows, All Hallows right? Eve. Yeah, it starts from the I Hallows. Know. So I mean, I, that, that, it just, I think it's a, an odd coincidence, right? <laughs> it, that it's. It uh, is. That, uh, just you know. Um, on, on you days. love the you love the word entymology, right? It always that, gets back. True. It always gets back to that's the origins. Where did that come from? Catbird yeah. seat. Mm-hmm. Where's where's that one? I don't know. I, I used to watch uh, Cat Dog, the the old Nickelodeon <laughs> cartoon with, with the boys. Oh, yes. sure, yeah, sure. That was that was something you grew up probably watching a little of Cat Dog. Familiar, familiar with much of Nickelodeon's original programming oh, yes. in the nineties? Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, uh, well, you can tell we're original and we're programming. Off. We're original programming <laughs> here. Uh, Bill, Dan, and Drew, the regular crew here on the Thursday edition of the Drive, and hour number one is brought to you by our friends at Kia of Auburn on South College and KiaofAuburn.com. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. And also, uh, they are the sponsor of our hotline, where we welcome our callers with their calls, questions, comments, and the number to get you through is 334-321-1390. You can also text the show, 334-564-1840, on the drive text box, Presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. Lots of different ways you can listen to the show. Uh, I recommend you check out uh, ESPNAU.com or AUNetwork.com and, and use the Listen Live tab, uh, which you can find through the, the, the websites. Uh, but, of course, we're also on right here. Yeah, you can listen on the you, air. You can listen right, right here over the airwaves of ESPN uh, 106.7. Happy to, uh, happy to be part of the seven hours Right of live and local mm-hmm. original programming uh, that we uh, were, were able to, uh, to to be part of uh, here on ESPN 106.7. Yes, and uh, um, so anything you want to talk about, let, there's been a lot more talk 
uh, here over the last 24 hours. As everyone, I think, wants to get in on the speculation. Are we playing fantasy conferences? Yeah. 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 Right. Who's next? Who's going where? What is the next step? And so, so while we're doing it, let's go ahead and throw it out to our, to our listeners. If the SEC is expanding, hmm. who would you bring in? You are Greg Sankey. You are able to say yes or no. And, and you're not even, you're not even saying yes or no. You're just, you're able to just bring. And- and Anyone the, in maybe the, the big, SEC. Maybe Big Ten teams are probably off the table because no one's yes, looking to jump ship say, right there. But but everyone else appears to be in big play, 10, right? US, the Big Ten, including Southern Cal and UCLA, um, are off limits. But anyone else, who would you bring in? Is there a limit? What numbers are you thinking? Or would you just be firm at 16 and keep it there. Well, and I, I wonder what the priorities are for the SEC too when they look at expansion right now. Like, what what would they what do they value? Is it uh, wanting to uh, is, is it wanting to add a football superpower? Is it wanting to add a football program steeped in tradition, even if it's maybe not a superpower operating at full strength right now? Is it a region? Would they want to go into parts? of the country that the SEC isn't represented uh, where they don't have a member institution at the moment uh would, would they look at would they look at that as as something to consider uh when when looking at different schools i, I don't know i think there's a lot of different sort of ways to approach oh, what, I agree. what the SEC and, and should think, do if it's open season for the SEC and they can add you know any ACC program or any of the remaining Big 12 programs uh you know i, I think there's a, there's a lot of different possibilities as far as what they could uh, what what they could want uh, to do and, and why they, they'd want to do it. Um, yes, and, and... Does anyone strike you as a no-brainer? Like, oh, you'd clearly... Yes. Under the parameters yes. we've set up? Yes. Y- is it yes. Clemson? No. A no-brainer under the parameters we've the, set up... There is no doubt that the number one school... North Carolina? Is everybody's number one school. No, it's Notre Dame. It's Notre Dame. Yeah, I guess that's... I, Notre I, Dame... I've forgotten Notre oh, Dame. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can't forget yeah. Notre Dame. I, you know, I, I keep I keep thinking that the NBC Peacock thing is going to be like the well. You, you know how much Notre Dame got from their guess from their NBC deal. What's 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 the current nineteen point four million? Yeah, nineteen point. You think a hundred and nineteen no, million might be a little more in uh, you know inducive if to, the to big, Notre Dame? If the Big Ten's looking at a billion dollar deal yes. and Notre Dame, I wonder how much leverage uh, Notre Dame would have with with NBC in that situation. If NBC would be willing, especially with I don't we've know talked. Be willing to go that high. Well, Peacock's paying a lot of money to a lot of different things mm-hmm. for for. Uh, I mean, the, the the money they're paying for WWE rights is crazy, and so I wonder if they'd be willing to go, uh, especially uh, considering the the void of uh, Saturday sports programming on NBC. If you take Notre Dame away and put them in a conference, I wonder if NBC would be willing either either to uh, either to add Notre Dame or or to either to keep Notre Dame around. Or something we talked about earlier in the week, Bill. I still think like we we've set up this idea of ESPN with the SEC and Fox with the Big Ten, mm-hmm. which is probably going to happen. Both of those conferences are yep. most likely yep. within the next year. Going Hard to, to believe that it wouldn't going to confirm billion dollar plus annual deals with those networks that give them exclusive broadcast rights. The question is, is there? And it seems unlikely that ESPN will want to give a similar deal to another conference. While paying right. the SEC that amount, which is bad news for the ACC, if they want to stay on even even footing, it's bad news for the Big Twelve. If they want to be a power conference like those other two, uh, and it seems unlikely that Fox would would want to 
uh, pay Big Ten money to another conference, which is bad news for those leagues as well. The thing we've wondered about is, is there another player? Like, is there somebody else who would want to help a third, you know, would want to prop up a third conference? NBC, Peacock, uh, Amazon, right. Apple, uh, another, uh, I guess the, the Warner Brothers Discovery would be in that mix. They're not really in the heavily involved in the college football game right now, but they are part of the, the huge Turner Sports uh, package for the NCAA tournament. Uh, so, you know, conceivably, uh, a media rights package like that could include TBS, TNT, HBO Max, you know, things like that with, with Warner Brothers Discovery. So there are probably four or five huge media conglomerates that could be a candidate for, oh, they're going to be the network slash streamer that props up a third conference and keeps them competitive. It's a matter of would they want to do it? And who's the conference that would get the lifeline in that situation? Because otherwise, you probably are looking at that Big Ten SEC future. But I wouldn't rule out, you know, a if a, if a Notre Dame ACC something um, conference were were brought about, Notre Dame would completely affiliate and be a member of a conference. That conference would would. Have a chance, yes. That oh, sure. Oh, oh, oh. If, if NBC Peacock wanted to add, you know, and even even if it's keep Notre Dame independent and then throw a lifeline to well, one of these other conferences, like while Notre Dame stays independent and gets a huge raise to, sure. to stay independent, like that, that would be sort of that's another. Does, does Notre Dame does Notre Dame want to compete for national championships? They in would. Football? Yeah, I mean, they would probably need. Do they, do they ever want to be able to get a buy in the in the playoffs? Which, which? Oh, sure. I mean, they want to maintain their level of success right now, and yeah, they can't under the proposed playoff scenario that we've heard about. Remember, unless they are a conference champion, and I and I firmly believe that is not going to change. I think that is going to push that playoff expansion. That playoff expansion thing is so weird, though, right? Because didn't didn't it completely vanish after Oklahoma and Texas jump ship? It did, but but Southern Cal, UCLA, some of those schools that were so adamant about we can't do it all of a sudden have gone, uh, but we're not going to take a third less than we could get by going somewhere else. I would would agree that if there's there's a playoff model that incentivizes winning your conference, that Mm -hmm. only only speeds up Notre Dame's... And and that's where I think things... I think things may may stay I'm where they about a- are for a while but when but if the new playoff model is what is 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 what had been proposed Notre Dame will be in a conference. You you mean in the postseason things will stay yes. where they are for a while. Yeah, I, I, I think I, maybe yeah. through through this year. But you know, I I've, I've heard I I've, I've heard some national folks saying that the playoff the the new playoff proposals will be finalized by next spring. I'm worried about applying any of the pre-expansion sort of postseason, like assuming that's still the same thing because we liked it, you know, at the time. The well, idea of the, you know, the was it well, twelve? Well, I mean, 12, or no, it was six with the with the ESPN, buys, right? ESPN has, has more than a little to do with this, sure. And the SEC is going to have more than a little to do with this. And the Big Ten wants their Big Ten is going to want their representation in there. So you had better be aligned with someone. I don't think I don't. But the big question, no matter how powerful Notre Dame is as an independent. They're not going to get that first round by, I don't think, unless they're in a conference. No, and I think that incentivizes them to, to join one potentially. But I, I would say the other, like, the other thing I'm concerned about with that specific model, 
was that was the one that seemed to have some power. Fi- well, it was it was giving giving spots. It, to it power made five it made distinctions, but yeah, it made distinctions between power five, and it talked about right. ad- having as many league champions as possible. I wonder if there's still the same appetite for well, we need to have a bunch of leagues represented in the college football playoff if the if the pack if the uh, Big Ten and the SEC are expanding into super right. conferences because right. that model we're talking about was a model that had well, there's a lot of ways for multiple conference champions mm-hmm. of different leagues to come in. But is there still the same appetite to have a Pac-12 champion in the college so. football playoff without USC? And, so. and what about the Big 12 without Oklahoma and Texas? Like You still, you still want their champion uh, to, to have a, a guaranteed spot? So I wonder if that could change from what we, from what we heard about. Because it, it's strange how little we've heard about playoff expansion since the Oklahoma Texas news right uh, like that that uh, fell off the front yeah, page but but how much how much did we hear about southern cal and ucla that's leaving true. the pac 12 that's true but that I mean, was something we didn't was... hear anything about expansion before before sec media days when texas and oklahoma all of a sudden were were coming to the sec but it felt like the, the, these the... these folks know how to keep things quiet but the playoff thing was debated right like the playoff yes. thing was agreed upon and it was public like it was a, and the, but then a lot has changed yes. since it was agreed upon and i just wonder if they're going to stick to that same plan in the aftermath of maybe conference not the expansion. same plan maybe not the same plan but i don't see the sec and the Big Ten leaving leaving the possibility for Notre Dame to be treated the same way as, as their conference champs. I think I think that is going to be done. I think Notre Dame will will be in a conference. I see before fun. before before by the time let's put it this way by the time USC UCLA are Big Ten members and Texas Oklahoma are, are SEC members Notre Dame will have announced they are joining. A conference, and I think the the first reaction everybody has is it's going to be the Big Ten. Notre Dame could have gone to the Big Ten when they made the affiliation with the ACC. I I Dan, I hear that Notre Dame wants nothing to do with the Big Ten. They absolutely just want to be they they would they would wouldn't mind competing with the Big Ten, but they don't want to compete I- in. The Big Ten. But Notre, so, Dame, Notre so, Dame joining a conference other than the Big Ten or the SEC doesn't make sense right no, now. No, it doesn't. So they would need to no, be in doesn't. one or the other if they're I mean, joining unless, a conference. Unless they want to be the anchor of whatever the ACC is going to become. Right. And that would, and I, I think any, any plan for Notre Dame to retain their independence, sort of like with the ACC right now, I think a lot of this is sort of contingent on like what kind of money are you looking at from a network. Right. Like if Notre Dame, if Notre Dame's offered Big Ten affiliate money to stay on NBC, I think even in the face of not getting a buy in the college football playoff, maybe to keep the relationship with NBC Peacock alive, they would stick around for market value money. Like if NBC Peacock well, was good, to, good, good for them. Yeah, that's what I mean. Good for if them, they, and, and they can and they can play whoever right over they, there and and make all their money. Right. If they're if they're offered a chance to like, I wonder if if in the face of. The Big Ten and the SEC. I was, I mean, I, I even before this, I sort of wondered: Will anyone else of these of these places that maybe of these schools that don't have a spot at the table in the SEC or the Big Ten right now? Would any of them consider independence and and say? Maybe, I don't think. No, I, th- I think they need. I don't think there's anybody else that is not in the SEC or Big Ten yeah. 
is who is we, big who enough, we consider yeah. is big enough to be able to try to go on their own. I mean, Miami and Florida State have roots in independence, yeah. but I think it would be a dangerous game to play now. Yeah, they they um, and, and they and they fought like crazy to become pack, members. You pack, you of pack, leagues. you package the rights and maybe a network is you know you, you say we're we're not yeah, the senior. You this, guys just go yeah okay exactly have your have your own little league. You play for you both play Notre Dame. Yeah, that's true. A couple times, um, I mean. Clemson is, is one that comes to mind where, I mean, I, I, I want, there's got to nah, be a future. Clemson, Clemson, just, Clemson. But is there a future for Clemson in the SEC or the Big Ten? I oh, mean, yeah. it seems like. Yeah, I would sure think so. Yeah, so, I mean, they're, they're another one that, you know, it, it's. it's uh, there's, I there's think a, Clemson yeah. would be your next choice after Notre Dame. Sure. If I for, mean, when you ask me yeah. who would be my first, I would think Clemson would be second because they are such, they're such an SEC-type school. Right. In it, all ways. Clemson, no, Clemson seems like one that, I mean, especially since college football is sort of, it, it seems like college, oh, college football is driving. They're, yeah. they're driving this vehicle. I was going to say steering There's the ship. No, we're, no yeah, we're doubt in the same spot. Whatever kind of vehicle you want to talk about. That, Flying the plane. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Land, sea, or air. Yep. Uh, they, they're, in, they're in charge right now. I mean, that's, and, that's where the big, big money and is. And there's not a, with all due respect to Notre Dame, uh, there's not a Clemson equivalent Especially in the last ten years, like if you look at success on the field in the last decade, mm-hmm. there's not a program close to Clemson that you could talk about leaving. If you exclude the Big Ten and the SEC, right. there's not a program like that. No, you know, on on the board right now. I mean, Oregon is probably on the short list of the most successful programs. And and of the, the word and the word years. from the West Coast I don't know what's is going on there. They're sticking in the Pac-12 no matter I, what. Uh, man. And it's like what? Yeah, I don't know. I it just, I mean, and, and maybe you know we've. Tunes can change, right? Like, so, you know, folks can say we're sticking to the Pac-12. Oh, that's true. Then, that's true. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, if, not, is, co- is I'm or, not coaching Alabama. I'm well, staying if, with the Dolphins. If, or, if Oregon and Washington watch, uh, if they watch Colorado and Utah and Arizona State and Arizona join the Big 12, right. are they, st- are they and sticking? And all of a sudden the Pac-12 is the Pac-6. Yeah, are they sticking to the Pac-6 with Washington? I, I don't know. Like, maybe they, maybe they uh, call the Big 10 up at that point and, and wonder what they, what they got to do to get in. I, but that's, Oregon would be another one, right, because of football success right. and the brand. And, and mean, but, but their, their football success is Nothing compared to Clemson's. Yeah, I just, I mean, I guess I'm, I mean, I, I guess the the two superpower conference model where they both keep adding and it's an arms race between the Big Ten and the SEC because you have to also consider it's it's like a fantasy league, right? If you if you add this right. guy, you're keeping him from your other from the other teams getting. That's him. exactly right. And if you're the you know the SEC, you, you you lock a team up so the Big Ten can't have them. I think a third a third league does make this. More interesting, right? Whether yeah, and you know, if, if the Big Twelve or the ACC, and, and then you wouldn't have such huge leagues I, either. I don't have faith in the Pac twelve. Like as as a, you know, having watched you know, the last week no, or so, it just no, feels I don't like either. they're they would. I mean, some you know, say all right, so so yes, the more just imaginable scenario would be the the Big tw- the the Big Ten and the SEC go to twenty four, and you find another two dozen amongst what's left of the. Of the ACC, the Pac-12, and the Big 12. I thought that one possible path forward last year was, or I guess not even, no, it was in the in the aftermath of Texas and Oklahoma leaving the Big 12, I thought if those other Big 12 programs were to were to somehow work out a you know work you know a, a two division they should have done that then a two division model yep. with the Pac twelve yep. that's an interesting league with a lot mm-hmm. of different parts of the country and a lot of different and I mean you think about the basketball in, oh you know, yeah in, in a, but, but in, now with, but now with USC and no. UCLA gone as a matter of fact I, I I thought about this I mentioned this to uh, to Doug Amos today uh, on the on the Max Roundtable uh, when he was talking about 
expanding the SEC, what about Arizona schools for the SEC? Why not? You're talking, you're talking some decent markets there. And, I mean, you're, you're already getting Arizona players are coming to the Southeastern Conference to play. Right. I mean, I, I think it's, uh, again, it would, it would be ignoring the E in SEC. But other than that, I mean, so. Just call it ESC. Yeah, ex- I mean, <laughs> exactly. They're in the Big Ten. Uh, but it becomes a who's, right. on, becomes a who's on first routine. Uh, no, I, I think that the, you know, the expansion westward. Uh, you know, we, we've discussed Kansas. We've be, already done it. Of, I mean, that's um, what we've been doing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, can't, and, and look, there's a Kansas Kansas State argument in the same way there's an Arizona Arizona I mean, State look, argument. I mean, getting a basketball superpower from, from the SEC to adding Missouri and Arkansas and Texas A and M and now Texas and Oklahoma. So I think there's there's interesting. I mean, in virtually every one of the leftover ACC, Big Twelve, Pac twelve programs, like there's. There's something compelling about almost all of them as a potential SEC or Big Ten member. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oregon State and Washington State, you know, unless they're unless they're in a you know unless they band together with the other two schools, you know, in, in that in that area and say you know we the four of us have to be in a conference together. I could see them getting yeah I could I, I could see them I getting left too. out in the cold. But but if but it, it depends. I mean, if you stop it around, then you then you could have fewer than the 65 power five schools that we have right now. If you did something like that, and maybe, you know, the, may, and maybe then maybe then you go with what we were talking about, maybe twenty, you know, three twenty team conference conferences, or I don't I don't want four fifteens, I want sixteens at least. And the way USC and UCLA jump together too makes me think that maybe the rivalries between places they do, like, ma- they do mean I, something. I wonder if the Stanford Cal rivalry and the Oregon Oregon State rivalry and the Washington Washington State rivalry. I mean, the, the, we're talking about places that have been in mm-hmm. the same conference for a, a hundred years, right? I, I wonder if they would want to continue. Like, no matter what the future is, I'd wonder if they want to be in the same I conference would think as their, that. Their state, their state legislatures yeah. and governments would would sure. Do you, strongly could, could, in favor of that. Could you see? Could you see local or regional or state governments getting involved if either Auburn or Alabama wanted to leave a, a conference with the other one? You know, with the other one. I could see it becoming yeah. a, a relatively politi- oh, yes. a relatively political issue. Oh yes. So uh, so yeah. I, it, I, I, isn't everything? Yes. Now? that's true. Re- yeah, relatively. <laughs> uh, no. So no. I, I just think the uh, uh, yeah those those programs. Could, I could see a future where they're they're in the same conference no matter what. All right, we're just getting underway. We'd love your thoughts. I mean, this is it's 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 a very interesting subject. A very uh, it, it's fun to talk about the what ifs. Again, not that I'm expecting anything right now, but you never know. We sure didn't expect last week's news or last year's news. All right, we'll get to our first break. Come on in and join us here on the Thursday Drive. Time to churn up some more yardage on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Thursday afternoon. Bill and Dan, Drew at the controls. Love for you to join in on the Kia of Auburn hotline, 334-321-1390. Anything on your mind sports-wise. Uh, we, we started out talking about possible uh, expansion. And and just during the break, I, I was saying, you know, I, I hear some people that, that love the idea of bringing in as many big-name schools as possible. Others then say, oh, no, that's just going to make things, that's going to make it worse, and Auburn football will never win again. 
come on now. That's 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 a very uh, um, loser seeming mentality. Auburn has won through the years. Auburn has played as tough, if not the toughest schedule in the SEC, and they are still one of the top. 12 to 15 winningest programs in college football. They they can win. My contention is, hey, if you bring these schools in and you try and you balance the schedule, you make everybody play the same type schedule, then I think it gives you a better chance. Well, and, and I was I was suggesting, uh, thank you Drew. I, I was suggesting that maybe, you know, part of the uh, part of the reason Auburn has had uh, the success they've had is because the schedule is so difficult. I know that sounds crazy, uh, but in college football, unlike pro sports, uh, you're recruiting uh, your, your talent and you, you have to sell whatever you can uh, to get these players to come. And I think for Auburn, the opportunity to play against the teams Auburn plays against year in and year out and get to see all of them and get to, to be part of Auburn teams that beat those teams is one of the selling points. Like I, I think the, the the schedule difficulty, um, and and yes, at times it can work against you because you end up playing against a against a a lot of teams that happen to have better rosters than you uh, that year. Uh, but no, for the most part, like that that's one of the things that draws talent to the SEC West is the opportunity to play against other SEC West teams, and in the case of Auburn, the opportunity to play against all the SEC West teams and Georgia, I think, is something that can attract talent and has attracted talent yeah. to the school in the past. And yeah, it, it means the schedule is going to be difficult, but it also is the reason that a lot of these players came to Auburn. But and the other thing to keep in mind is this is being fueled by, as we've talked about, by the networks and how much they're willing to pay, and they are willing to pay more. If they have more marquee matchups, more big name matchups every single week, do you think there could be a third player? Because that's that's the the sort of I'm the, not that's sure the, that yeah. there is. That's 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 why. Again, it was really nice to think about four super conferences, but I don't know how that would work as far as broadcast of four. There might be three, but it's hard for me to see there being four, two others that are going to compete with that. Hundred billion dollar type. Yeah, we're, I mean, you're, you're talking about you know hundred hundred million dollars a team, or, or you know eighty yes. to a hundred million dollars a team. You know, through, through the broadcast talking contract, hundred million plus per team is what's this, being projected. Yeah, this is the projections for SEC teams and Big Ten teams under the under the media contracts they're negotiating right now. The question, when I say a third player, the question is, would there be a third company or a third broadcast service slash streamer that would want to ink a deal with a conference that would pay them something that's not in, in what's that already in the SEC and Big Ten? Exactly, that's a game. I mean, could, That's could a you big investment? Could you would you pick the ACC and try to pick the best other teams on the board to go with the ACC in that situation? Because you know, like we said, the ACC uh, maybe better include Notre Dame. Oh man, it's a in which, in which case maybe NBC Peacock, you know, is the is the I, I don't know. There's yeah. I, maybe I, they I, have I would, a chance. I would love you know just for competition's sake, I would love a third a third contender to rise up here and 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 be on the same level. Uh, I'm, I think I might be with you. I think it feels it feels like I would gamble against I would gamble against that if I had to. We're coming up on our bottom of the hour break, a quarter of the way through. Again, phone lines wide open. Come on in and join us here on the Thursday Drive. Now, more of the drive. 
The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the Thursday Drive. Bill and Dan, Drew at the controls, and phone lines open. Kia of Auburn Hotline, 334-321-1390. All right, during the break, we're trying to uh, trying to come up with a third super conference to contend with the SEC and the Big Ten, and we're, we're doing it on the premise again of the ACC bringing in Notre Dame as as a full-fledged member. So that would be 15, which right? is Which is not... 15 in case, ACC in, schools. In case you're just tuning in, that hasn't happened. Notre no, no, not no, joined no. the ACC. But, but yeah, we, we were sort of, you know, talking about... And going into the last break, we were discussing, you know, the notion of could there be a third player? Could there be a third uh, company that wants to back a third conference and boost them to I mean, be a rival of the SEC have, and the Big Ten? You'd have Notre Dame, Clemson, Miami, Florida State. Pitt, reigning uh, champion. North Pitt, Carolina. North Carolina... That have been that have been pretty good. In I, you football. know, I, and I think North Carolina. You know, we we were saying like I think North Carolina's on the top tier of SEC potential ads. Oh, like, I think I, so I, I would, too. I would I say think, there we and Big Ten. We, we were just and, and I the would Big think Ten for, for both. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think if you and and we're talking about football steering the ship, but I do mm-hmm. think if you have if you're a men's basketball oh, it's a bonus, everything you get. Well, and this is why Kansas and Arizona are programs too. Where if you're a men's basketball superpower, I think it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baylor recently won a national championship oh. in men's Carolina's basketball. Carolina's pretty good in baseball. Ca- Carolina's that yeah, they've had some baseball success, but especially as a uh, as as a football slash. Men's basketball yes. program, you know, the possibility of adding the prestige of of North Carolina could be uh, actually quite a few of the recent men's basketball national champions are on the board in sort of what we're talking about, right? Because Kansas and Baylor and Virginia mm-hmm. would all be would all be programs that yeah, you, you of course, think Virginia's in the ACC. If if the ACC were to break apart, you know, could be uh, in in play here. But okay, so let's let's suppose for a second the ACC wanted to be that third player, and they found. You know they they need to build a conference from the schools other than the SEC and AC and and other than the SEC and Big Ten schools, and they need to find a way to to build a conference interesting enough, exciting enough that a major streamer or network would want to be you know the ACC network the way ESPN is going to be the SEC network and Fox is going to be the Big Ten network. So let's use you know get the fourteen ACC schools you know currently in the conference. Notre Dame feels like a no-brainer if, if they could swing it because of, of what that would do. And Notre Dame also uh, has the pre-existing relationship right. with the ACC. Yeah, so, so we're looking like, for... Who's, who else We're looking sense? for, I would say, five to nine schools to get to 20 to 24. And then, then there might be some... Then leftovers could go somewhere else. I don't know that the SEC... I feel sort of bad for the ones that don't get in... Um, because if you get those all together and prevent them from going to either the SEC or the Big Ten, are either of those conferences really going to want to make that move past sixteen? I I wonder. You know, I I wonder what I mean, the expansion plans so let, for so the let, other conferences. So let's are. let's look at it. We and what we were talking about during the break is how many Big Twelve schools yep. would you really? Want to to pull in to try to make your conference 
as viable as possible against the SEC and Big Ten. If you were the ACC and you were looking to poach Big 12 schools to build your conference up to be an SEC and Big Ten rival. Oklahoma State, Oklahoma maybe? State's a good football program. Baylor's had success of late in football. Um, and, and they've had the men's... get ba- you into Texas they, without having to get Texas Tech or... TCU, Texas Tech. Well, Texas Tech's also had some success in, in men's basketball, but I could, you know, I could. I, Texas Tech feels another one like Washington State it and Oregon does, State, right? It where does. unless unless everyone's invited and to the party, you are the other guys. Yeah, yeah. I wonder about yeah. Texas Tech. I wonder about TCU. Uh, uh, you know, exactly a little bit. Although, although, although TCU, you know, who, who just joined the Power Five, not not all that long ago. They, you know, they right. they, they weren't there for a while, but. Um, yeah, I would think Baylor, Oklahoma State. I think the Pac-12 just appears a lot more. What's left of the Pac-12 is more appealing than what's left of the Big 12. K- Kansas and Kansas State are interesting because Kansas is a bona fide basketball, men's basketball superpower. I mean, they're, they're a and they give you somebody you can beat in football. They they would they would be a you know they'd be a bottom feeder. You know they they there'd be a Duke Kansas rivalry, right? You know right. who's, who's the bigger basketball Duke school? Can't, yeah, yeah. They Duke play Kansas. <laughs> you yep. Let them play every year. Yep. Uh, but no, I, I could so I could sort of. <laughs> Kansas and Kansas State, you know, as a and you also, I mean, Kansas is one of the more popular states uh, in, in the country, and you get, you know, you get into some major metropolitan areas uh, when when Kansas is sort of in your conferences, uh, you know, mm-hmm. within your conferences umbrella. So I, I could see Kansas and Kansas State, but okay, so Notre Dame gets us to fifteen. Are there any Big Twelve schools that stand out under sort of what we're talking about as, oh yeah, that they they would make sense in this sort of new ACC. I may have to come back to them because okay. I think I've got to go. I've got to go out and see if 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 Oregon is interested. Okay, you got Oregon on your list. I've I've, I've got Oregon on my list. I've I've got to be sort of interested in, uh, in in Washington, Cal, and Stanford. Okay, I think I think those make sense too. As for you know for it. You know, and then I guess you get into and then I, and then I mentioned Arizona and Arizona. I mentioned would you want would you, you know, want the all Arizona six schools? I don't know. I mean, it's like they just seem more appealing to me than. And some of the Big Twelve schools and, do, and Utah's had kind of you know yeah, Utah's been a, a successful football program in, in the last decade. They've they've been in the top half of the uh, of the Pac twelve more often than not as a as a football program. So I could see why uh, Utah and Colorado, uh, who aren't you know they're they're sort of the odd the odd teams out in the right. Pac twelve because they don't have the in state like immediate rival. They sort of become rivals with one another uh, by by necessity. I could see Utah and Colorado in a you know in a conference that's trying to grow and add. Football and men's basketball programs with recent success and or tradition and or major metropolitan areas may be represented therein. Like I could see Colorado and Utah as as targets for a national expansion. Uh, so yeah, I mean there's there's what, Oregon, Washington, Cal, Stanford, yeah, Arizona, Arizona State, Oregon, Utah, or uh, uh, Utah, Colorado. Um, yeah, there's I mean there's eight that you could pick. There's there's eight that you could pick and choose from there uh, to maybe add to the ACC, and, and then there's also the member institutions from the Big Twelve. I mean, there's yeah. So I think you can get to twenty four. It's the question: Can you would would that conference? I guess then the question is: You know, what's the appetite of of whatever company would want to be broadcasting these games? You know, do they have? Does someone have the? You know, if that conference existed, you know, would there be? Uh, would would there be a desire to to have? To, to prop it up as a as a third real conference, I I don't know. I just I wonder. I'd love to see it. You know, for it, it would it would extend a seat at the table to twenty twenty four more teams and and keep a you know mm-hmm. you know and, and it would probably be the better thing for for competition long term. If they could do that before more schools defected to the SEC and the Big Ten, 
then then yeah, they oh, they could be viable. Uh, you know, that's probably the reason we picked the ACC and not the Big Twelve or the or the or the Pac twelve, right? Because, because nobody is left there. Because yes, and and we wouldn't be talking if if Miami and they've Clemson, only been adding except for except for Maryland. But if let's let's say hypothetically, you know, we get the right? news. Is that right? Maryland's the only school that left the ACC, right? Yes, Maryland left. I don't think yeah, anybody else has yeah, left. I don't think so. So I mean, let, let's let's suppose for a second that. Uh, you know, North Carolina and Clemson were to leave the ACC, or, or North Carolina, Clemson, Miami, Florida State, something like you know, some combination of those schools. We probably wouldn't be talking about the ACC as a as a candidate to, you know, to survive that and build a super conference and try to fight this. I, the, the reason the ACC makes sense as a potential third player in this would be because they still have, unlike the Pac-12 or the Big 12, they still have their marquee football programs at least for the moment. You mentioned Notre Dame as the next domino to fall. The other option would be a top ACC program, right? Like if if a if before this happened, a Clemson or a Miami or a North Carolina were to jump to the AC, to the SEC or the or the Big Ten, it, it feels like you would get the clock moving on the on the ACC's implosion. Like that that would that would make it to where. I don't know. That that's so. So, like you were saying, you know, this this would need to happen before the ACC gets poached, right? I mean, they're they're a viable candidate right now because they have their football programs. Take a couple of those football programs away. Let the Big Ten or the well, SEC, uh, you know, steal steal Clemson or North Carolina or uh, Miami or Florida State, and suddenly the ACC doesn't look nearly as viable as as a conference that could could, if, be, could if, be that thirdly. If the fellow who tweeted earlier today, Braden Keith or Keith Braden, um, who who tweeted out that. Four ACC schools are negotiating with the SEC, and ESPN is trying to uh, get out of the contract with the ACC. And those schools that uh, this this uh, uh, this fellow mentioned were Clemson, Florida State, North Carolina, and Virginia. Hmm. And I mean, now I've seen no one else second that that they have heard that, but that yet yeah, that would be. The end of the ACC, if that if that happens. Yeah, I mean, once I mean, once schools start leaving your conference, it seems like it's tough to 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 turn that momentum around, right? Even even if you were able to go out and get, I mean, the Big Twelve try, tried to tried to you know, stem the bleeding from the Texas Oklahoma departure by bringing in BYU and UCF and and schools from the American, but you know, it does it just feels like the perception once schools are leaving is that your conference. You know, is is it takes a hit that it's tough to mm-hmm. tough to bounce back from, and yeah, I think if that were true, I mean, if, if the like the, I guess for the ACC, the next, you know, the question is going to be, is the next, is the next move for the ACC teams coming in or teams going out? Yeah, that's, that's because if the, because that, the, that's that's critical. Yeah, that is absolutely critical. That's are we going to have. Are we going to have three or more power conferences, or are we just going to have two? Right, and it and it really is the question of like who, what's the next, what's the next move specifically in the ACC? Mm-hmm. Because if if it's if it's two or four teams or more leaving uh, to join different leagues because the ACC is not financially viable going forward, uh, then uh, then that's you know that that's probably that for that conference. Uh, but if the ACC can, like we were saying, if the ACC were to join, you know, if the ACC were to add teams that made them... That's what they'd better be doing right now is trying to find some some, yeah, I mean, I'm, some other teams. Like, you know... I'm not the ACC commissioner, but I would think that's probably, you know, I would, I would be saying, like, how do we... How do we build this into a league that can rival the SEC and the Big Ten? Because if not, 
then we're going to end up like the other conferences that saw their best football programs right, being poached. join right. the the SEC and the Big Ten because that's you know that that's that's being on the business end of expansion. Sometimes. You know, it's, it's funny. I I was thinking about this while we were talking, and I looked back at the number of conferences that there were fifty years ago. I mean, because you mentioned Colorado, that got me thinking. Oh, they were in the Big Eight. Ooh. Oh, that's long gone. You know, of course. Arkansas and Texas were in the Southwest Conference. I think that our younger listeners would be floored by the idea that there were six. Right? Like when you think about the BCS era, right? You had the Big East. I mean, the Big East had a, the Big East had an auto bid, uh, to a, to a major conference. Uh, yep. less than, well, last year that probably 2009. I would guess maybe, maybe a little bit later than that, even. Maybe it was, you know, into the, into the 2010s. The Big East was, you know, had an automatic bid. Uh, you had you know, more on top of the Power Five conferences years ago and the conferences have gotten larger and obviously that means there are fewer conferences and we're we're looking at the top you know, of the food chain that continuing yeah, you're, you're yeah. looking you're looking at now you're seeing two apex predators <laughs> that are you know not in a position to lose any teams unless mm-hmm. they want to anytime soon but you know th- their positions are very stable and now it's what is what is anyone else going to do because yeah we're staring down a two conference future where uh, you know, if if you're, I mean, you can try to survive as one of these other conferences, but and you may be able to survive, but I don't know that you're going to be able to compete with those two. No, I mean, not not. In, I mean, you're. I mean, it's it's competing in the it's like AAA. Yeah, I mean, it's competing in the way that Group of Five teams are mm-hmm. are competing for the national right. championship right now. I mean, they they're they're eligible for it, but. You, you don't expect to see any of them in, in the, uh, you know, as, as serious contenders. All right, we'll get to our final break of hour number one. Uh, love your thoughts on anything we've been discussing or anything else as we continue here on the Thursday Drive. Let's get back to the drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on this Thursday afternoon. Bill and Dan taking your calls, questions, comments, 334 321 1390. Uh, let's see. Um, I mean, we, we've pretty much been on the, the college football expansion just speculation uh, for the most part here going on. I, I believe that, um, that, that Auburn fans uh, can, can find a way to watch for a former first-round Former player and first round pick, I, I believe. I think now summer league. Uh, I think so, it's Jabari versus think, uh, uh, versus Paolo. Versus the Magic. It's, yeah, I think I think it's Jabari versus Bancaro in uh, in, in is, the summer. Is that league. on ESPN tonight? I think that's right. I have I not been following. Be. I have not been following summer league television. Uh, you know, an update on a story we talked about yesterday. Nadal's out. Oh yeah, I was going to get to that too. Yeah, he, I mean, I mean, he tried. He tried to uh, practice today. And then withdrew. Yeah, rub some dirt on it, Rafi. Come on. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. He he was an um, abdominal tear. I'm, yeah, no, it's it is the thought that he continued playing. That's on that. That's, that's the, ridiculous. Continued playing is incredible. The way he played. Yeah. I mean, to 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 
literally gut that out and and, and to not win, be able to bend. I mean, it was. I mean, he was he was having to almost do splits to yeah. try to to try to make some returns. There was about thirty miles an hour off his serve from the beginning of the game to the end. Um, it was it was an unbelievable performance to get to the semifinals, but unfortunately, yeah, Nadal not uh, n- not going to compete in the uh, in, in the tournament anymore. So Nick Kyrgios uh, going to the finals. Uh, the, uh, the the bad boy, wow. the unseated player, first first guy in uh, in over. It was the it was the furthest an unseated player, an unseated man has gone in Wimbledon. To the semis was the furthest in over thirty years. So I'm I'm wondering if you know I'm wondering the last time an unseated uh, male player made it to the uh, to the finals, finals? of, of yeah. Wimbledon. So Nick Kyrgios probably facing off against uh, Novak Djokovic. He's in a, a semifinal matchup uh, tomorrow, uh, but the the he's a heavy favorite in the semifinal, and then you could get uh, Novak Djokovic against uh, Nick Kyrgios in the, in the Wimbledon final this weekend. Yeah, so uh, so, so there's there's our, our tennis update. Did you today. see just browsing the headlines? Did you see the story about uh, the Alabama player uh, pawning his uh, championship? Yeah, and I, I was trying to. I, I I don't remember him very much, even though he he, uh, he 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 carried the ball a few times while he was at Alabama for a couple of years. Um, what's his first name? Keelan Ro- uh, Keelan, Keelan Robinson. Keelan Robinson. He's he's recorded stats in two uh, two seasons. Uh, at Alabama, it was the uh, the twenty uh, that was. Or was he on Texas this past year? He was on Texas this past year. Okay. He ran for three hundred over three hundred yards at Texas this past year. Twenty nineteen uh, at, at Alabama, he yeah. ran for two hundred and fifty something yards. All all in twenty nineteen. Right. Thirty nine carries for two fifty four and two touchdowns. Well, why would he? Why would he need stinking Alabama national championship rings after he transferred to Texas? Primarily utilized <laughs> in one sided blowouts. Although Alabama, that was most of Alabama's. Uh, that's true. Uh, that was, 2019. That, was, that was their yeah. That was most of Alabama's 2019 season, as, as dominant a year as, as they've had, and they've had a couple. Yeah, but it's uh, I mean he he was uh, he was used sparingly in 2019, sat out the 2020 season, and transferred to Texas afterward. And now the reason we're talking about Keelan Robinson, uh, originally from Washington D.C., is that a Las Vegas pawn shop. Uh, has it's a Pawn Stars shop. It's, it's it? Gold and Silver Pawn Shop, uh, which you may know from the TV show Pawn Stars. Uh, they have possession of his SEC Rose Bowl and College Football Playoff championship rings for the 2020 season. They are selling them as a set for sixty thousand dollars. Is the listed price they have on uh, the uh, the three rings uh, from the Alabama player. This would have been an NCAA violation. Not all that long ago, if oh, Keelan, yeah. if Keelan Robinson indeed sold uh, his rings, but in the uh, in the last year, uh, college football players, uh, I believe, through the same legislation that allows for NIL, mm-hmm. uh, are allowed to sell. They're, yeah, that is their their name, image, likeness, or their, any any possessions. They they have the option yes. to sell championship rings uh, legally without risking their eligibility. Uh, yeah, in in the last year, actually, we're we're coming up on. I think it was it was July first, twenty twenty one. Uh, was the uh, was the interim NIL policy uh, that sort of that you know a year ago we saw deals a year ago this week we saw deals sort of getting announced for the first time uh, through that through that NIL policy and this is the same NIL policy that allowed uh, Robinson four star recruit from Washington D.C. Uh, in in 2019 now even even though it they're not confirming that he brought those in to sell I believe it was someone else who said he got they got them. From yes, a, a a family friend, uh, you know, is is the person who I guess officially is is claiming, you know, they they pawned the uh, the rings. Although I don't believe any you know sort of criminal activity is suspected. No. but uh, but yeah, so that that's the. Uh, uh, but there, but if you wanted a 2020 Alabama set of championship rings, now it does have 
Keelan Robinson's name engraved on it as well. Sure, but I mean, you know, that which which who's going to know it? Yeah, well, and, and if you're name, well, I mean, you don't have to say that you personally won them and then have it well, you know, blown, blown your cover. You can just be, you know, part of part of history, right? That that you know, if you if you want to uh, if you want to drop sixty k on that. All right, uh, we're coming up on our top of the hour break, Anthony. If you can't hang on. Um, because we've got just a few seconds left here in this segment. We'd love to hear from you. Um, again, Bill and Dan, Drew at the controls here on the Thursday edition of The Drive. Again, the number to get you through, 334-321-1390. We've got another hour to go. Uh, Tex saying he'd give him $6 for the three rings. All right, well, I'll, I'll run that up to the Pawn Stars text and see if see if they're interested in... in... Opening bid... Six. Maybe it's sixty thousand or best offer. Yeah. But sometimes you gotta you gotta watch for that on on, on on auctions. All right, we're right back with hour number two. Love for you to join in. Anthony, if you get a chance, give us a call back as we uh, continue here on the Thursday drive. Sports Leader, ESPN 106.7, a broadcast service of Auburn Network Incorporated. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome into hour number two of the Thursday Drive. Hope everybody doing well and uh, able to do their best in this uh, oppressive heat that we have. But, I mean, it, it is it is what it is here in this part of the country. Welcome in. Hour number two of The Drive. Bill and Dan with Drew at the Controls. And hour number two of The Drive brought to you by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika on the web at orthoclinic.com. And we welcome your calls, questions, comments on the Kia of Auburn hotline. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one, and the number to get you through is 334-321-1390. You can also text the show, 334-564-1840, on the Drive text box, presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. Spent a lot of time in hour number one talking about uh, the all the buzz that there is and has been since... Southern Cal and UCLA announced they were going to the Big Ten, and the question everyone has is, well, what's next? Who's next? Um, so, so we spent a good bit of time just messing around there in the first hour. It's fun speculating as to what could happen to the ACC, what's going to happen to the ACC. They're the, uh, as you were saying a little while ago, Dan, I mean, they're the only conference that hasn't had big losses now here over the last year with really there, there's only one school left 
that is in the stratosphere with Texas, Oklahoma, USC, UCLA, the only school left is Notre Dame, yeah, I, I would say. I mean, as a football program, Oregon probably has an argument that they're, you know, in the in the stratosphere of UCLA especially. Especially if you include UCLA, yeah, right? Like, yeah, Oregon, but, I, but, but if you're talking cachet, history, as a, yeah, a brand, as, as, as an athletic yes. department, right? Like, there's probably... Um, you know, of of the remaining Big Twelve. I mean, and as you said, there there's some basketball superpowers. Sure, Kansas, Baylor, Arizona, uh, all all potentially, you know, in in the mix. Of, is, for is, these. is Baylor a superpower? Baylor's more of like an, Baylor's yeah. more like an Oregon. Sure, Baylor, Baylor is ba- a Baylor basketball is more like Oregon football. Ba- Baylor is having tremendous success yes. under its current coach, right? But I would be very. You're right. It, calling them a superpower could be a little premature because it was not. I mean, they, they 20 years ago it was the worst job in college basketball. Yeah, it was. Uh, so Ooh, I mean, literally, yeah, 20 years ago was the worst job in college basketball. So maybe uh, Brent. I mean, uh, the recent national champion having a, an incredible yes. run with their current coach. It's like calling Virginia basketball a superpower, right? Right. How much of that is just Tony Bennett? You know, how is. much of that is just it, there's it a re- pretty much it. How much of that there's a really good coach who. You know, it it may fall apart when he leaves versus you know I mean, a, a uh, you know superpower per se. Ralph Sampson competed, so I mean Virginia's got a little little more. Sure, here. no, I'd, I'd I'd love to see, you know, I'd I'd love to see the ACC sort of find a way to mount you know a a challenge here to the SEC or the Big yeah, Ten. Yeah, I'd like it to be more than just two. But I you know I just I, I, you know I just wonder if. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of it's going to depend on the media rights climate, and you know who wants to who wants to do that kind of business with the ACC and spend that kind of money to uh, to keep a conference. And I guess you could see partnerships, like you could see a situation like the SEC had with CBS and ESPN, where two networks or two different companies share mm-hmm. the burden, and maybe that opens up. I mean, we've talked about CBS wanting to have a game of the week and streamers looking to break in. So you know that there is. Potentially a path forward for a for a third player for a third league, um, but we are you know absent somebody stepping up and you know w- wanting the ACC to to be that league and it's probably the ACC maybe it's the you know the enormous Big Twelve you know with with the Pac twelve schools in the fold too you know I, I mean may, maybe it's them but you know it would take somebody stepping up and, and deciding who's the league and you know, how, how serious are they about about competing because you know the the investments that Fox and ESPN are making in the Big Ten and the SEC are substantial ones, and if if there's if you know if, if no one else is willing to make that kind of investment, you're probably looking at two two leagues that are head and shoulders at least in revenue, you know, head and oh, shoulders yes. above and that's, the, that's the, what the rest matters. the rest of the pack. And yeah, I mean, just how, how long would you if you have the opportunity to join that league? How long would you willingly like stand out in the rain, right? If you're Notre Dame or an ACC school. Or Oregon or Washington, you know these these schools that we're talking about that that would be the difference, the difference makers for a third program, you know that third that third that a, a third conference, third conference, and and if you weren't with us in the first hour, one of the things we talked about is who would be next if you're the SEC and you could add any school that is not already affiliated with your. I mean, obviously you're not going to add somebody who we already have, but someone who's not. In that big, in the new Big Ten, including USC and UCLA, who would be next? And and my answer was, well, it's the school that that everybody would love next, and that's Notre Dame. And I think I think there may be a pause just while the entire collegiate world waits to see what Notre Dame is going to do. Yeah, the, the thing that sort of gives me hope about a third league is how many 
candidates there are, and I agree. Right. Like there, there's probably a top tier: Notre Dame, Clemson, maybe North Carolina, maybe Oregon. You know, like maybe. Uh, but there's a lot of teams that are maybe just a just a step below, right? Like in that in that uh, you know the the whatever your next tier would look like. There's a lot of teams. There are in that one of of the Big Twelve of the remaining Big Twelve programs and the Pac-12. remaining the remaining Pac twelve programs. So uh, you know that and that gives me hope that there's there is a path forward maybe for a third league. But the problem is. You, you take those you take those heavyweights off the board. Oh. If like the you, ACC start, if the ACC has a defection or two, yeah. or Notre Dame decides they're going to either the SEC or the Big Ten, then no, uh, that's 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 it. Yeah, put Clemson and Carolina in the SEC, and the ACC is quickly on. Yes, I mean it's, maybe it's not life support. Oh, it's pretty okay. Darn All close. right, yeah, they're they in an, yeah, they're in an iron lung, right? Yes. I mean, you, you you take uh, Tobacco Road, you you, you take. Uh, uh, Carolina, yeah, you take Carolina and Clemson away and, and put them in a, in a major conference, uh, then, then suddenly it's, it's curtains. So, uh, yeah, that's, you, you, and you wonder, you know, how quickly we're looking at a, you know, a resolution here, you know, whether it's, we're going to know if, if, you know, what, what the status quo could look like moving forward, but, yeah, I mean, I, I can understand why there's a lot of unease around, mm-hmm. you know, around the, the programs that don't have, a spot in the Big Ten or the SEC right now. So, so you can uh, you can give us your suggestions, your thoughts on that. Um, was just reminded a little while ago something you and I were talking about today. Sad news from from the uh, entertainment indus, uh, industry as James Kahn passing today uh, at at the age of eighty two. And um, I mean, it depends on where you go. I mean, you go to entertainment sites, and it's you know. Sonny Corleone, you sure. go to you go to ESPN and it's Brian Piccolo <laughs> because James Conn, of course, played the played the lead role in Brian's. And song, I think there's which, there's probably a generation that grew up watching Elf a oh, lot. And yeah, he's, and he's, mean, he's the father in he's the father in Elf. We he's could, Buddy's tie, dad. We, yeah, we could tie it into sports because he was uh, he was he was the coach in the program. He was in Rollerball. I, something I I did not realize till I was reading the ESPN article about. Jimmy Kahn is. I didn't know he played football at Michigan State. Is that right? That's what. That's wow. what ESPN says. Huh. You know, you always heard about Burt Reynolds's football career, right? You, you never heard so much about uh, about James Kahn playing at, uh, at Michigan State. I, I didn't know that either. That he was a a a, a college uh, a college football player in earlier in his. Uh, in I, his life. You know, I mean, I, I guess that would that would make I, sense. I would with guess. The... I would guess he was a receiver or defensive back. Because he's only like okay. five nine. So Wikipedia says, and you gotta be careful here. Wikipedia oh, yeah. says that he tried out and didn't make the team. Oh, while he was well, he was a Michigan State student. So uh, you know, I don't. Well, not I didn't to... say he played collegiately okay. for Michigan State. Okay, he, said he played football. Well, not not be, not he was to begrudge. On the intramural team. Not to begrudge. He was a the, stud of the on the Look, this is a team. tiny footnote in the story of of James Conn's uh, life, including like you he said, he looked some, like he knew what he was doing in Brian's Some song. yeah, some some great sports movies. I mean, yeah, Sonny Corleone in um in in. In the in the Godfather, which is you know this this you know, obviously one of the more famous famous movies ever, so a lot of folks know him from that. Uh, but he was a yeah he was a great a great great actor and uh, and yeah long tough guy fruitful he was career. always a tough guy yeah played played a played a, uh, played a real tough guy in uh, a like through through several generations oh yes of uh, of tough guy he's an El Dorado. Uh, too, which you know, early uh, early career uh, in, uh, in in the uh, the nineteen sixty six Howard Hawks was, Western. That was, 
That had to be one of his first roles. It, I believe it was maybe his debut. Um, I think uh, early, it was an early career role. I don't. I don't know if it was his debut, but yeah, John Wayne, uh, John Wayne's El Dorado from uh, from from '66. So yeah, James Caan passing away. A, a bit, bit of sad news uh, for a guy who had just a yeah great career, one of the all time greats in uh, in, in Hollywood. Well, we, uh, J- Jimmy Caan. We were just saying yesterday. Was it with uh, Was it with Barrett? When when we were, um, or was that? No, we had Barrett Tuesday. Uh, but we were just saying in the last day or so that, yeah, this is the time of year where a lot of times there's just nothing going on and you get into sports movies and sports music and things like that. And, you know, honestly, um, with the, with just checking to make sure the phones are working, it might be getting close to that time right now. But, I mean, actually, but I, I was just thinking uh, and, and was, was reminded that with, uh, with James Caan passing, that that could uh, that could lead into some some favorite you know sports movies and Brian's song was a TV was a made for TV movie yeah I saw Billy it was, it was one of those ABC movies of the week Billy D Williams posted something on social media earlier today he of course played Gale Sayers that's right he was he was the uh, he was he was Brian's teammate in the uh, in, in the film they were I mean they they were both the relative unknowns right and they make brian's song and they become much bigger stars i believe in the aftermath of it like i don't know how big i don't know how how big, when yeah how, how big they they were upon the uh upon the release of brian's song it was yeah, an important movie for for both of their careers and uh yeah i mean it's, it ended up being one of the more famous things i mean a, a lot of uh, a lot often often cited as you know, one of the you know one of the movies that you know a tearjerker, right? Like oh, one yes. of the movies that like everyone oh, yes. it's it's a it's a movie that everyone cites as one of the uh, you know one of those one of those films where it's tough to uh, uh, tough to, to to keep a dry eye. Brian Piccolo, Wake Forest, I think. Is that right? I think. I'm pretty sure he came from the ACC. I'm thinking it was Wake. Syracuse is the Express. That's 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 yes. the uh, the the Jim Brown uh, story with uh, and and. Um, we had. Uh, uh, not Jim Floyd Brown. Little and yeah. uh, Ernie. Uh, that, that's yeah, that's the Express. Um, yeah, Ernie Nevers. Ernie, yeah. Well, I mean, Syracuse for for a while was was running back university. Ernie Davis. Ernie yeah. Davis. Ernie Davis. Yeah. And it was, yeah, er, Ernie was. I didn't, I didn't yeah. want to guess. I didn't want to guess last names either. But yeah, the Express. But anyways, it, it's uh, uh, yeah. I mean the so I mean Brian's song uh, endures in a way that a lot of TV movies don't. Right. right, like it, it's oh, a, yes. it, it, in in a lot that that was sort of a a lot of people made maybe like TV movies. Um, networks used to produce TV networks used to produce original ABC movies. ABC yeah. had a movie of the week. Sure, and, and, came on came on like Thursday night or something. I mean, C- CBS and NBC used to this do it was too. Way right? before I mean, anybody were... else, and ABC was ridiculed by the other networks for not having anything better to do than producing. Movies. They couldn't. They didn't have their own real series that they could produce. Well, Brian's song ended up being this thing that uh, it, you know, it's it's uh, it made made a huge impact. Nineteen seventy one. Uh, Brian Piccolo and Gail Sayers story with uh, with James Conn and Billy D. Uh, Billy D. Williams. And and yeah, it's it's of of all the things James Conn did. Yeah, like you said, it was cited a lot today because it's it's mm-hmm. made you know made a real impact on the world of athletics. And uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, a movie I've seen bits and pieces of Brian's song. I have to. I have to admit, I have not seen it. Uh, I have not not seen it beginning to end. But yeah, Floyd, Floyd says that yes, it was Wake Forest. Also, there was an Auburn reference in the movie. Was oh, that right? Did they play? Did they play Auburn or something during that, during that season? Or, or, or? I, I I don't. I'll have huh. to go back and look. How about that? I, I don't remember an Auburn reference in uh, in Brian's song, but I haven't seen Brian's song in in years. 
Yes, yeah, movie ABC movie of the week uh, from uh, from from 1971. Uh, Brian's song and uh, and yeah, James Con after a uh, yeah one of one of the many uh, noteworthy things he did uh, in in his career before he uh, passed away uh, yesterday, age of 82. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Bill and Dan here on the Thursday drive. We we'd love for you to join in. Anything you want to talk about sports wise? Um, you know we're we're. Uh, I still got to get you to see since we're talking movies with James Con dying. Um, well, I'm going to. Still got to get you to see Elvis. Yeah, I, 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 we were going this past. We were going I'll to offer, go this past weekend, I'll, and we had some family come in. I'll offer my spoiler-free uh, review of, of Elvis. Uh, a lot of briefly. music. Yeah, it's um, a lot, I mean, no, a lot it's, of hip shaking. It's it's very it's very Baz Luhrmann. So if you've seen the Moulin Rouge or if you've seen the Great Gatsby, yeah, like yeah. it is it is very much in the style of of those movies. He you know he he can shoot. He has a very particular way of shooting a musical number, especially uh-huh. uh, or a dance they can sequence. Be sort of fast paced. Yes, and <laughs> and the, and especially the first hour of this movie has a lot of you know it's it's very Baz Luhrmann. Um, I I really thought that the the times when when the the young actor uh, Austin Butler I believe is his name who plays Elvis mm-hmm. uh, I thought that he did a good job in the performance scenes uh, when, when Elvis was on stage and 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 singing and dancing I thought he did a pretty good job the uh, you know the more dramatic moments in the movie uh, don't land as well for me you know they're a little uh, you know they're, they're they're it's it's a little over the top. Well, it's it's they... if you've seen uh, if you've seen a mu- a movie about you know a, a musician's rise to fame, you know it hits a lot of the same beats that well, you may have seen guess, in, in yeah, a lot maybe, of in a lot of these hard not to. in a lot of these genres. Yeah. yeah, and so it's you know it 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 gets into uh, it gets into cliche territory. Sort of the way I feel about a lot of sports movies, I I I cringe sometimes when when they're right. supposed to be actually. You know, participating the, in those sports when the speech starts, right? When you know it's like, oh, here yeah. we go. This, so, so there are a little bit. There's a little bit of that, and I guess, um, and, and you know, I think there. You know, I came away with some questions about his career that you probably shouldn't have. Uh, you know, in, in a you know, having just watched. Well, yeah, a, you were a you biopic know, we, about him. We, we were talking about this, in that you asked me, was it? Uh, how big a deal was it when Elvis went, went well, into the service? It was huge. Yeah, how, it was. It was one of the. It was. It was one of the biggest stories of the yeah, year nationally. Yeah, I, I think there's times when the movie sort of plays fast and loose with like how fast how, was he a big deal before yeah, that? Well, how oh, how yes. how famous was Elvis in this moment when these sorts of things are happening? There's there's a couple he of those was as famous as anyone in the world. Yes, yeah, so there are a couple of times where the movie maybe misses uh, you know tell you know uh, that that scale, uh, but. No, for the most part, I, I I enjoyed it and thought, especially the musical numbers are great, and and I could see it. Uh, you know, I, I could see why Elvis diehards have to see it. And there's, I, I think I could see you know renewed renewed interest. I mean, Queen Queen's you know over the last three years, like the 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 way that Queen you know the, the revival of interest oh, yes. in Queen music mm-hmm. since that movie came out is incredible. They're they're the most popular rock band in the world, and their lead singer died. 30 years, years ago. 30 years yes. ago and they're the most I mean they're the best selling rock band in the world right now so I, I could see Elvis having a similar sort of revival if, if this movie endures and, and, yeah, I, and well, I, it's not like the rest of Elvis could be there though either but no but 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 how much of Queen's popularity is Freddie Mercury who's who's, who's not true. who's not that around right true. now I think Elvis I mean I think it's 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 not all that dissimilar so no all right uh we'd love for you to join in Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Michael, hang on. We've got to get to our first break, but you're up when we come back here on the Thursday Drive. You're live.
Drive on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on this Thursday afternoon. Bill and Dan, and let's get right to the Kia of Auburn hotline. And Michael is up first. Hey, Michael. Hey, Bill. Welcome back. Uh, hope well, you had a good vacation. Oh, yeah. It was and great. Glad you're back so we can be a little more upbeat about the future of Auburn athletics. Uh, did you get your answer about the Auburn mention in Brian's song? Uh, no, I did not. Well, it's he's in bed and he's talking to Billy D. Williams and he says something to the effect, I've always been second best. Uh, I was second best to you. I was second best to somebody at Wake Forest. And when I was in high school, I was second best to Tucker Fredericks. Ah, okay. Anyway, that was the reference. Uh, and that was, God, that movie was in 1972, so it was good to hear Tucker's name mentioned on television. Oh, yeah. Anyway, thanks a lot. Hey, appreciate it, Michael. Uh, yeah, as as he was saying that, I was thinking, did it did it have a Fredrickson? I, I don't know why, but, but yeah, that makes sense. So I, I would guess he's... Uh, uh, I didn't. I didn't realize where Brian Piccolo was originally from, but he must have been from Florida because that's where Tucker was from. Thinking in my head, am I am I downbeat about the? But anyways, the um uh the and, and I I think the basketball team has a chance to be really really good this year. And in football, I'm a little more wait and see than than, than you, I suppose. But yeah, you, know, you are. You wait, are. You know what I, is? I, I my, think I think football is going to be my contention good, still. It's something we talked about a lot last week. I was, don't think I don't think football. I I I guess and and I don't. I'm, I know you don't either, right? But there are some people who I get the impression from that Auburn is at the bottom of the SEC, and it's going to be a long time yeah. till till they ever can can get back, you know, above water. I think that I think you would be more surprised than me if Auburn was a bottom two team in the SEC West this yeah, year. I would. But it, but if if Auburn were a top two team in the SEC West this year, maybe I'd be a little bit more surprised than you. But at the same time, like yeah, I mean, I'd still be surprised if Auburn's a top two. But this, team I mean, in the my, SEC my, this my, and I wouldn't even necessarily say it's pessimism. My 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 apprehension for this upcoming season is because it's the I think it's as good as the West has ever been, and there's going to be a lot of like yeah, there, I guess. When, I when guess. you have three I mean, or four or five when, teams when, that think they can be Auburn. I mean, uh, the SEC had three top five teams when Ole Miss and Mississippi State sure were were great. I mean, Arkansas Petrino had. Uh, that there were three or four ten plus win teams with Bobby Petrino. I don't know that it's, I think it's the, that much better. I think the bottom of the West is sort of what I mean. Probably, like when you when you think about when you think about like some of the some of the worst, you know, whether it was Arkansas's run. Yeah, there's always been somebody who has really been bad. Hugh Freeze and Matt Luke were dealing with the you know the end right. of, of Ole Miss there. I mean, there, there's usually a uh, even Auburn in 2012. Like right there, there's been some you know there, there's been somebody holding the bag in the SC West, and this year you know it just feels like, and it's a testament to how a lot of these programs have maintained over the last couple of years. I mean, there are feel, feel I mean, it seems like there's optimism everywhere. In in the division, which you don't usually see, and you know that that bubble's got to burst, but that's not to say Auburn's going to lose these games. Like I mean, it, the the West is is winnable and losable games everywhere in in that division, and I do think uh, uh, that this is a year where that's I mean it, it's more more true than ever before as a as a division that I mean 
you know, you, who, who can say who's, who's going to finish? I mean, there's three, four, maybe five different teams that could finish last in, in the SEC West this season. Yeah, that, uh, I agree. I mean, that, I mean, that's that's crazy to me, and it's like, and and that could you know you could and Auburn could be one of them, uh, but I mean it's it, there's four or five others that, that it could be too, depending on you know what what you get out of the uh, the, the crucial spots on the field. And 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 where I where where I sort of am is I'm uh, again I give Texas A and M credit for the recruiting class they had last year, which was phenomenal, but I still don't think that Auburn is. So far behind Texas A and M, one to eighty-five in talent, and I think that Alabama's the only team in the West that I can say, "Well, they they have they have their head and shoulders above everybody else talent-wise." I think A and M is getting there. I think LSU has always been an extremely talented program with filled with athletes. I, I think Auburn's still got plenty of talent, but they don't need to fall. Farther behind, right? And and again, I no no idea how the division shakes out this year. Like when when you look at those, let's excuse Alabama from the conversation for a second. The other six teams mm-hmm. in the West, I think you could ask a bunch of different people who know college football. You know, rank either one through six right now. You know how you view the rosters in overall talent or projected order of finish this season, and you could get very different answers as to how these people. You know how, how I, these- think, I think L- I think LSU would be number two. In talent, I think I think uh, Auburn and A and M are pretty are pretty close. I still think they both have more talent. Auburn still has more talent than Arkansas, Ole Miss, or Mississippi State. Sure, and, and Ole Miss, I think people they've made some flashy acquisitions. Yeah, they that have. have people thinking they're very good, but they've got you know some spots where they're you know they're they're maybe some somewhat questionable. Arkansas brings back a lot of experience. They do, you know, which has people you know that that's where you you know you get into do you do you pay attention to what the kid was on signing day or do you look at the fact that he's had a you know he's been a three year starter you know ever, ever since then you know how, how important are both those things like you know I guess that's into you know how how you view. Even the question of like what what makes you know a, a talented roster in that sense, but no, just it feels like it, it feels like the West is as up for grabs beyond maybe an Alabama team that everyone has sort of agreed upon as a as a heavy favorite. Beyond them, I mean, it's I mean two through seven is as difficult to project as I can remember when when looking at the SEC West and the Gulf, you know. You mentioned a, you know, you don't see a huge gulf between A and M and Auburn. I wonder how many teams in the SC West really look at A and M's roster on their own and say, "Oh yeah, they're way, they're way better than us right now." I don't know. I mean, Ole Miss beat them, yeah, last year. Yeah. Uh, so so did State, right? I mean, so I mean, there, there's I mean, a couple teams in the SC. Arkansas always gives them a game. That's right. So I mean, there, I think that's and then there's LSU who is you know quietly sitting there six and six regular season. But you're talented. more than anyone else telling they people don't, don't ever count them yes. out as long as they've got the players that they've been signing the last couple and, of years. And, and the and the other thing is, uh, the I think the results sometime overshadow the games from last year. In that, yes, Auburn lost its last five games. How many? How many of those games did Auburn? What was was? Did it appear that? Oh, Auburn is really outmatched, or Auburn is by far the inferior team. How many of those games do they have a chance to win? In the of the last, of the five? last five, all of them. Okay, all of them is the answer. Yeah, I mean that's. Uh, I mean, and I know that doesn't sit well with anybody. Well, you didn't win them, no. But again, a first year coach having his team in position to win games, 
I know you're gonna bl- you want to blame the coach when you don't win those games, and sometimes that's that's deservedly so. But there have been many many cases throughout history when teams competed really hard, didn't win. You hope that next step is you compete hard and you win and, some of those. And I'm excited to see what happens with the West this year. But the fact, I mean, you, you, you mentioned. Uh, I mean, Auburn having close games. LSU would point out oh, that yeah? they were in a lot of those games. A and M, you know, people people act like they went eleven and one last year, but they lost some of those games. Right. And then there's teams like Arkansas and Ole Miss and State who feel like they're trending in the right direction. That's why I mean, I'm I'm excited to see how it shakes out. You know, I'm 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 as nervous as anyone should be with a dog in the fight because it's it's going to be a fight. But uh, but no, I, I think this is a I mean, this this division is remarkable going into the season, and then. There's also Alabama, who looks like they're as good as they've ever been they do, under, but, under but Nick Saban. They, but they usually find a way to lose a game or two. All right. and, and they'll have a lot of games they could lose right. with, with a division like this. We need to get to our bottom of the hour break. Come on in and join us in the final half hour of the Thursday Drive. Continues. 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 The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive. Final 25 minutes here on this Thursday with Bill and Dan. Again, Drew at the controls, and let's get to the Kia of Auburn hotline. And Mitch is up first. Hey, Mitch. Hey, guys. Hey, uh, I didn't realize James Conn had passed away, but uh, that reminded me. I know you guys uh, mentioned some movies and stuff. Um, but I think probably my favorite of his was back in the 80s. He uh, um, had an all-star cast. It was Gardens of Stone about uh, Arlington and the old guard in the army. I don't know if you guys have ever seen I'm that. I'm not movie familiar before. with it. I don't know Gardens of Stone. This is a, a James Conn movie from the it's a Francis Ford Coppola movie uh, huh. from the uh, from, from okay. the I, I've never seen it. I've, no, I've, I don't um, think I have either. Well, it's well, I mean, it's it's got Angelica Houston in it, yeah. James Earl Jones, Dean wow. Stockwell, Lawrence Fishback, uh, DB Sweeney uh, is in it, and uh, uh, Mary Stewart. Osterson, I think, is in it. I mean, it's it's an excellent movie about yeah, the I old have to guard. Check that out. Yeah. So, um, but just wanted to mention that. And then you know, you guys got to talk about music the other night. I I was flipping through the 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 guide and, and saw Jailhouse Rock with Elvis Presley <laughs> from 1957 yep. <laughs> on AMC, and I and I caught I guess the last 30 minutes of it. I'm assuming that was after he got back from the army. When he, because that was like his third movie, I think. I or did he? I'm thinking Jailhouse Rock was before '57. Yeah, that was before he went in the service. Maybe it was. Maybe it was right after he got out. You know, I I don't. I I, uh, I'm a little hazy on the um on the the timeline on Elvis's again. Again, having just seen the movie, it's one of my criticisms. I I don't. (laughs) Don't know the exact timeline on that one. Uh, no, I've seen uh, most of Jailhouse Rock. Jailhouse Rock is a uh, is, is is a fun one. With I mean, look, it's tough to it's tough to, to unironically recommend any of Elvis's movies. He entered the U.S. Army on March twenty fourth, nineteen fifty eight. Oh wow! So it was you know one of the, one of the last movies yep. before uh, yeah. one of the last movies before the, uh, the before he gets drafted. Uh, yeah, I mean it's tough to write. I mean it's, they're not the the movies aren't the most 
uh, the most widely celebrated <laughs> aspect of Elvis's uh, Elvis's no. creative output. No. But no, Jailhouse Rock has some really funny uh, and, and, and some fun scenes in it. Yeah, and and I mean, my, my uncle and I have had discussions because he was he was in the army, and I think Elvis was. When did Elvis get out of the army? Uh, a couple Bill, of years. You have that in where or when? The two, no, was it like two years? Yeah, later? two years. March of sixty. Okay, because because we've been trying to figure out how he went in. I'm sure as an E1 and came out as an E6 in two years. Because I mean, I know the army uh, promotes pretty quickly. They even did when I was on active duty. But that's kind of a stretch in two years, going from E1 to E6. Well, he but was he anyway. was he was well, considered most, a tremendous ambassador. Yeah, most people for, aren't for the, the United States and for the army. Most people aren't the king of rock and roll, Mitch. You got you got it's, it's good. It's good to be the king. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Right after Jailhouse Rock uh, uh, came on, they had the uh, Buddy Holly story with uh, Gary Busey. Gary Busey, yeah. And 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 I and I got caught up watching that, and, and the guy that that normally you know comes on before and after and kind of gives you some you know some insight yeah. and some things you might Tidbits. not have known about the movie. Yeah, Tidbits said that that Gary just got so into it that he sang he sang some of the songs or all of the songs in there. He he, he curled his hair. He started wearing horn rim glasses. He just like threw. Himself, yeah, Gary, Gary you know. Busey has gotten way into a lot of things. Yeah, you're right. Appreciate the call. Very cool, Mitch. Good yeah. hearing from you. 334-321-1390. Oh, we lost Anthony again. Anthony, Anthony, we're about to get to you for the second time. All right, we'll move on. And Tex is up next. Hey, Tex. How you doing, Tex? I'm doing well. Uh, sorry, Anthony. I thought they put me ahead of you the way you said it. So I hope he does call back. So I heard Dan mention that well, I, a caller mentioned the negativity. Dan, it's not always you. There are callers that call in that are negative. <laughs> That's oh, yes, true. they're definitely and, and as it was pointed out to me during the break, too, um, we also talk to people who aren't who don't have the rosiest outlook on this upcoming oh, season. Yes. Oh, yes. On, 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 occasion, uh, on, on, on occasion on the show as well. But also, Dan, see, people who like to think and rationalize, so enjoy a lot of times your counter. I think a lot of times you're making counterpoints to points that may a lot of people may think to be positive if you really want negative go to the message boards that's, that's true I, but, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm still i have not like i i don't think the ship has sunk all right like there there is there is that point of view as bill mentioned among some oh some yes. fa- like there there are there, there are some that yes you would you would yeah. think that you know auburn has had uh, you know vanderbilt type success right. like, over the last like, I think I think there's probably like a diagnosis and a and a prescription and maybe a cure. Uh, there are other people saying, you know, buy a shovel, right? Like that's that's their that's their viewpoint on this on this upcoming, you know, on on, well, the, on the Brian Harson experiment. So yeah, I think, I I think tell you levels of negativity. Yeah. So I I tell well I enjoy your counterpoint because you make me think. So uh, and that I think that's a good thing when you're having a discussion. 
we don't all have to agree, but if you have a discussion, you have to be willing to listen. So the other thing is, is I thought we had hit the bottom of negativity of with, let's say, then the coach die and then Terry Bowden and uh, then Tuberville uh, keep going on and on and then Gus. And now it seems like the other half that were not maybe has been a little more positive before have now turned to be negative text, against text, the current staff. You, you want to you uh, give him your thoughts when we spoke a little yeah. earlier today because I think you're spot on. Yeah. It's just like politics. Mm. Half the country used to love the president, and half the country hated that president. So we got a new president. So now half the country loves him, and the other half hates him. The, the pro- so here's the here's the problem I have with here, here's the problem I have with that text is that there's a there's an Auburn basketball coach who has a approval rating of much higher than fifty percent right now. So I don't know if it's just inherent that everyone's going to have. You know that the fifty percent are going to be happy. No, 50% but, are but, not. But, no, no, no. But, but, no, but if things not, aren't great, sure. If things aren't yeah. great, then the 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 non-believers are going to be very vocal. You know. You know. I I Correct. do think the the um the zealotry I've seen on both sides has been sort of surprising in the last six months because I'm still mm-hmm. of the opinion that it's you know it's hey it's one year and unless there's like. Unless, unless there's something really, really bad, you know, you gotta, you gotta give more than one year to a coach. But there, you know, there are people that are, you know, absolutely set in stone both ways, right? There yes, are folks there that are. are, there are folks that are certain that given time, Brian Harson will take Auburn to new heights. And there are folks that say, uh, you know, well, immediately I'm, change I'm course. I'm in between those two yeah, because you know it's I mean? like, I don't know. Well, as, Bill, how about this? You're way in between those two, as everyone probably should, should be, be. Right? As everyone probably <laughs> should be somewhere between these two, which I think is part of Texas Point. Right. You can't have, how can you determine? What the outcome's going to be in basically 15, 18 months, I don't know how you've determined that. Uh, 15, 18 months, including nine of them were COVID months, yeah, too, where, where there was correct. very, very little normal months. to happen. Yet. Yes, and I will tell you, so everybody said he had to change. Now we see change. And I think the negative side has maybe gotten a little bit more vocal about well, the ne- it. The negative so, side's always more vocal. Well, and again, my opinion has always been and always will be. I, I, I live 400 and something miles away from the university. I come back to Auburn sporting events for more than just to make sure that we're going to win the national championship. I come back because of the people I get to see and the friends I get to uh, spend time and get to know and their grandkids and their kids and the multi-generations that you meet at, at uh, tailgates. So I'm a little bit different, and hell, I don't like to lose. I don't like to lose at cards, but the reality is that sometimes you lose and sometimes you win. And I know everybody wants us to win, but when you're when your arch rivals winning a lot, it's easy to be really negative. And I think we're making a big mistake because the one thing, and I've said it time and time and time again, that Coach Saban did when he got there. He told them basically all to shut up and get on board or it's never going to work. And we seem to want that. And we had a guy that did that and we've been after him ever since. Mm-hmm. So I just don't understand it. It's, it's I, mean, I guess that's, oh, there's a lot of things in this world I don't understand today, but I don't understand why he's not given an opportunity. So 
and why we won't get behind him. I guess that's why it was easy for me to move seats down into the lower deck and have really good seats next year, too. Uh, so uh, it's, that might be part of the reason. All right, Dan. By the way, Dan, I'll find you negative. Right, I you know, think I, you're counter. You're a great counterpoint guy. Hey, thank, thank you, Tex. And I, you know what? I, uh, I I'm, I'm the. I, I appreciate it. I really do. Appreciate right, Tex. Well, quit being. All right, quit being negative, Dan. <laughs> All right, talk to you later. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. And James is up next. Hey, James. Hey guys. Hey, how's it going? Uh, it's going. Um. So. I just got a little info for you. Um, you can call it whatever you want to. You can take it with a grain of salt on the conference expansion. Uh, I have family that graduated from University of North Carolina. Because uh-huh. part of my family originally settled in North Carolina. But according to them, because I reached out to them this morning when I heard, the, uh, I guess, the report that SEC was trying to expand and get North Carolina in, they're all for it. And as far as they know, it's true. But they don't have any concrete proof of it. They just, they're all University of North Carolina alums. You know, they have connections to the school. And whether, you know, this is just something they're just telling me they just want it to be or, you know, it's actually true. That's two different things. But I figured, you know, I'd just call in and tell you that from what I've heard from that up there in that part of the country. Well, that's interesting. I mean, I'm not shocked. I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised to hear that folks with connections to any of those four schools that were mentioned earlier. And by the way, the way it was, the way it was, um, written and tweeted was that those schools are negotiating with the SEC about joining and, and, uh, trying to seek help getting out of the ACC. I mean, when you look at AC, the ACC right now, uh, is expected to be distributing um, about forty percent of what SEC schools are getting. So, so that that's that's not insignificant, right? So, I, I think that yeah. you know we we were saying earlier that just about anybody who's not currently in the Big Ten or the SEC uh, should probably be you know either either making you know machinations to get a third conference uh, that that can be a real player with those two, or they got to be looking for a seat. In, in one of the other two conferences. And North Carolina, for a variety of reasons, would be one of Very the... Very appealing, would, I would think. Would be one of the more attractive options on the board if you're the mm-hmm. Big Ten or the SEC and you want to grow even further than you've, than you've grown right now. So, yeah, I, I would think that... You know, the places that could feel the best about having a spot in either conference, uh, you know, are, are, you know, maybe the next dominoes to fall. You know, if one of those were to jump, then that, that's, you know, it, I it's can a see huge, all four of those schools huge, that were mentioned today. A huge loss for the ACC if it happens, oh, but yes. you could understand why, uh, given an uncertain future, uh, a program like Clemson or North Carolina would absolutely uh, jump ship and and join up with a uh, with with a better league. And I imagine their fans, you know, you'd have to jettison some historic rivalries. Uh, but if if it's that or drift into irrelevance with the rest of your conference, you, know, you might you might pull a USC and UCLA in, in that situation, yeah. and and you know leave leave the old guys behind. That's true. I know Clemson would want to join. I'm uh, the Florida State thing troubles me. I don't mind Virginia, Virginia Tech coming. The Florida State thing troubles me because at times they've had the history in football, but they don't always seem to be committed to what's best for the football program. I think that was one of the reasons why Jimbo Fisher 
stated that he was frustrated being at Florida State because he had asked them to build a football-only facility for him, and they just wouldn't get on board with it. Now, whether that was because they didn't have the TV revenue or the financial backing to do it or whatever, I don't know. Um, but they can find the money. Know, they can find the money when it's time to fire a coach. We know we found, we uh, found out. Sure. Willie Taggart found out that you know when Florida State. Uh, oh yeah, they, they can talk about short-term deals. They can but, find they can find some money in you know somewhere in Tallahassee. And, and and I wonder how many how many folks are still around or relevant. Uh, Florida State had their chance. I mean, they they had their chance to be in the SEC, and there's some people that are going to hold that against Florida State you know, coming into this. You league. know, you know the you know the uh, the catalyst of a major commitment to success in football at Florida State would be. Uh, I think the outcome that a lot of us expect after the season, which would be Deion Sanders, uh, you're right, getting that job because I think it would be it would be right. a little bit easier for some of those folks that have reservations about you know doing doing whatever running? it takes to make yeah. Florida State a, a champion. Uh, you know, I, I I just get the sense that if if if, if Deion Sanders was coaching there, that you know they they might be on board. Yes, I agree wholeheartedly. I, I agree totally. So. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you, James. Appreciate the update. And then, the, and then the question: Yeah, great stuff from James. And then the question would be: You know, is that is that part of the SEC? You know, that future for Florida State? Mm-hmm. You know, are they because they're probably in that? You know, and, and they're they if, would definitely fit better in the in the SEC than the than Big the, Ten. Than the Big Ten, and they make sense as you know, if if you look at the most successful football programs of the last few decades, mm-hmm. like they're certainly. You know, in in you know in in the top tier or one of the top tiers. So yeah, I could see a, a seat at the table for Florida State, and um, yeah, it's just a matter of you know how you know can they can they shake off the last the last decade or so and right. and, and and you know and, and bounce back. All right, we need to get to our final break of the afternoon. Right back to the Kia of Auburn hotline when we come back here on the Thursday Drive. Time to churn up some more yardage on the drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive, final segment here on this Thursday, and quickly back to the phones we go, and Yellowhammer. Hey, Yellowhammer. Hey, afternoon. Well, picking up on uh, the talk about James Conn, uh, there have been some great movies throughout the years, and there are some that are maybe as good, but in my money, there's no movie better than The Godfather, and James Conn was fantastic. Oh, he really was. Al Pacino, was man, uh, Diane Keaton, and, and Fredo, and the whole cast. Wow. And he's in, he's in two at the very end. I actually like two more than one. Uh, personally, I like I like the flashback stuff with De Niro a lot in Godfather too. Uh, but the Godfather's, I mean, it's it's uh, the very 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 short list of movies that that can be considered uh, better. And and folks who think it's the best, you know, American studio movie ever, you know, have a a, a pretty good case. And and yeah, James Conn, a, 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 such a big part of of why the Godfather's unforgettable. Well, on to musical conferences. Um, the size of a conference could get to be clumsy at a certain point because, from the standpoint maybe, of everybody wants to have a few cream puffs on their schedule, and it might get kind of difficult. Yeah, I many. mean, th- that that is some talk, but then everybody survived um, 
That's a terrible thing to say during COVID because everybody did. But, I mean, the teams seem to do very well, thrive, even by playing conference games only back in 2020. So Yeah, the contention, the contention from Fox and ESPN will be, we're paying you a billion dollars a right. year. You don't get to have any cream puffs. On no, the schedule, we're trying. To, yeah, we're trying to we're trying to attract TV audiences here. We're trying to sell. That's right. We're selling ad time. Okay. Well, so anyway, uh, everybody's going to follow the money, and these super conferences will be involving the 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 money drawing schools, no doubt. and they'll be the also Rams, uh, the leftovers. Uh, maybe they could join together and make a conference. Sure, that's I mean, there'd be regional entrance. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it very much like uh, like like the like the FCS is now or the you know the the group of five. Yeah, I mean either either a third power conference or sort of interest in a you know a a level below if you you know if there was an, an acknowledgement uh, that you know you had two super conferences and everyone else sort of competing for a different national championship. I'm I'm a proponent of the you know the group of five. Uh, having a having a national championship I've of their liked own, that idea. Uh, you know. So I I, I think uh, yeah, there, there could be that that could be another step if it's uh, uh you know if, if it's indeed uneven competition. Good stuff, Yellowhammer. Yep, appreciate okay. it, fellow Yellowhammer. Uh, got lively there toward the end of the show. We can continue this, and of course, there's no telling what direction we can go in tomorrow. We're we're barreling towards. You know, football season here, Bill. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's uh, what media, media days in a week and a media half. Media days got the. Uh, got, I was gonna. I was gonna talk a little Major League Baseball and All Star game. Oh, I mean, yeah. voting. I think ends tomorrow. Home run derby in. Is it Monday or yes. is it a week from Monday? Week from Monday. It's a week from Monday, and then the All Star is a week from Tuesday. Yeah, which is during media days. Dodger Stadium. Yep. Uh, we are out of time. Fun show today. Yeah, we'll be back tomorrow. So uh, join us then. Have a good one, everybody. We are out of here.